Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab, which is a member-led inclusive global networking community for fashion, beauty, wellness, retail, and consumer luxury professionals. Every week, two members interview each other, so you'll get to hear two different stories. I hope you'll learn from these stories, listen to them, share them, and join us and tell your own story. Hi, my name is Libby Gluck. I'm a member of the CoLab, and I'm excited today to be talking with Meg Barr. She is also a member. We've known each other uh, for a short time, but uh, we are both members of the Marketing Lunch Hour, which meets monthly just to talk about everything under the sun marketing. And I'm excited to learn more about her. She's a welcome addition to the Lunch Hour. So welcome, Meg. Thanks, Libby. I'm happy to be here. Please let tell us a little bit more about yourself. I was remiss. You are a Marketing Manager of North America Product Marketing and Origins through Estee Lauder. So I wanted to get that out of the way. But let's go back a little bit. Tell us about where you grew up, where you went to school. How, how did you kind of end up um, where you are today? So I grew up in New Jersey, uh, just a stone's throw away of, from where I live now in New York City. Um, I grew up uh, in a very like residential area. I would call my bringing up maybe a little sheltered. And so when I was looking at, you know, what I wanted to do for college, I, I was really looking for to do something like super different. Um, and I found myself in Ohio at Oberlin College, which is a really small liberal arts college in Ohio. Um, people might know of it because of its music conservatory, although I am not musical, but it allowed for a lot of amazing concerts. So that was a plus. Um, and while I was there, I I honestly went there thinking I was going to do some sort of international politics, work at the UN. I had taken Mandarin. I had taken Arabic. I really likened myself some sort of international woman. But as I continued, you know, through my studies and kind of grew into an adult, I decided that actually where I was passionate was um, in psychology and more specifically in buying behavior. How, wait, how did you get to that? I'm just so curious. How did buying behave? Cause honestly being in makeup, like, you know, the middle East and Asia's are huge and are huge markets, but like, how did you make that leap? I have always just been interested in decision-making, um, and how people make decisions. And I think, where I thought that might apply to international studies, I actually found a home more so in like the psychology world. Um, and then once I made the leap from into psychology, I had to kind of refine, you know, what am I actually interested in? And, um, you know, took my neuroscience class and that was a leap. So wasn't comfortable there. Um, and then, you know, Oberlin is pretty small. We don't have any sort of like business school. So I had to do a little bit of independent study and kind of find my own path on on what I thought was interesting. And as someone who I'm totally a shopaholic, I love shopping, I love walking down Madison Avenue. Like I just have always enjoyed beautiful things. Um, and so I think I found the marriage of psychology and my own purchasing behavior. And I was just interested in how other people purchase. And I had worked a few summers at Free People back in New Jersey. And I was just interested in the way that displays were were set and how mannequins were dressed and how the temperature of the store affected the shopping and all of those things. And I really was just interested in, you know, what makes people purchase. 
So it was kind of a wild ride, but that's how I found myself in the marketing mindset, I'll say, but I, I hadn't taken any marketing classes. So when I applied to be an intern at Estee Lauder, um, that's kind of how I found myself in beauty. Very cool. A bit of a roundabout way. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I also studied psychology. I wonder how many people in fashion had psychology courses or something because it, it that is the fascinating part. How do you convince someone to be interested in something over and over again? <laughs> I mean, there's the art behind it and the science, but um, it is a fascinating path. And so how did you get started? Because I saw this really interesting thing, the pre- presidential associate is prominent in your in your career. I'd love to learn a little bit more about that and what that is. Of course. So um, after I interned at um, the Estee Lauder companies, I came back full time through the presidential associate program, which is a 18 month rotational program. So three rotations, six months each. And you get the opportunity to touch many brands, many functions. Um, for those people who don't know the Estee Lauder companies, it's um, a huge corporation that owns many beauty brands. Um, and so it was an amazing opportunity because I was able to see how big brands like Estee Lauder, you know, Clinique work, but also how really small brands, you know, Bumble and Bumble, Lilabo, Aaron Beauty, how those how those brands operate. Um, but also see on the brand side versus the corporate side. So it was really interesting, I think, for someone like myself who had come from, you know, not a business school background to be able to touch multiple parts of the business and kind of refine what I was interested in, but also where my strengths were. It was an amazing opportunity. So I was, you know, I'm still very grateful to that program. And I landed uh, at Estee Lauder doing global makeup marketing, so global product marketing in the makeup category, working specifically on foundation. So if anyone's ever tried double wear foundation, um, that was my bread and butter for for two years. Um, And as you mentioned, uh, since then, I am now on the North America side doing um, product marketing for Origins, which is mainly a skincare brand. So I've been able to kind of do many things in my, you know, short tenure at Estee Lauder, but it's really been a fantastic opportunity. So it's actually quite unique. You've really kind of grown up at Estee Lauder, at least in your career. And I'm curious, you said corporate versus brand. Can you explain a little bit more what that means? The brand side, you are responsible for bringing in the dollars. You are launching any sort of product or commercial innovation. You are setting the strategy for the brand. You are, you know, setting all the go-to-market strategies and the 360 campaigns and all of that. On the corporate side, you're more of a support system for the brand teams. So we have, you know, corporate online, corporate marketing, corporate consumer engagement, creative, anything that a brand would have, we have a corporate team that supports those brands. And they are able to spend their time diving deep into consumer insights, most specifically, to be able to inform the brand teams on you know, the landscape of beauty. So it's really a fantastic resource for the brand teams um, because our day-to-day on the brand side is really very much um, launching product and maintaining, you know, our business. So we don't always have the opportunity to dig deep into the data. And that's why our corporate teams are there um, and they support us to be able to be most informed about our consumer. I see. So you were more focused on the brands. Did you ever do the corporate side and realize this is not my skill set? I love the brand side so much more. 
And if that was the case, why? Yeah. So I had done, when I rotated, I had done a corporate HR uh, role. Um, I actually had interned in HR as well before I kind of found my home in marketing. And I think it's, they're very different um, because you have very different stakeholders. Um, The corporate teams, as I mentioned, are supporting the brand teams, but the brand teams are ultimately the ones that are driving our corporate business forward. And so I found just in my personal experience that it could be a bit of a thankless job because you are doing all this work and then you're delivering. It's almost as if like an internal consultant is coming into your team and saying, hey, this is what you need to do to you know, meet X goal, but then there's no feedback loop. So the brand can take what you're doing or your recommendation or not take it. It's their prerogative. So if you've done all the work and then on their side, they're like, that's great, but you know, our strategy has actually shifted and we're not going to implement these things, then it can feel a little bit thankless. Whereas on the brand side, you know, for lack of a better phrase, you, you get the focus because you're the one driving the dollar. So of all the different, so you're at Origins, I saw you did Insights and Aaron, and then you went to Estee Lauder, now Origins. For all those different brands, and you said you were figuring out what you were, what were your skill sets, what were you best at, what kind of did you take away? And I don't, you know, not necessarily break down each one because some of those were from your presidential associate, but what did you kind of take away and learn from those that you were able to kind of leverage as you kind of like, I don't know if it's a better, like as you graduated on to a full-time role or manager role. I think that for me, you know, I'm, I'm still quite early in my career, um, although it feels like I've been here for a while. And I think the biggest learning I've had is to have been both on the global side of marketing as well as the regional side. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, I kind of grew up in the SA Lauder companies. And so I have a limited view, but I will say due to our range of brands, it it feels like I've been able to kind of dip my toe in many things. And what I've learned is to be the best marketer that I can be, you have to be able to touch as many parts of marketing as you can. So I've been able to do, you know, in my short time, I've been able to do global marketing and regional marketing. I've also been able to touch fragrance, makeup, and skincare. It's helped me kind of round out my portfolio of knowledge. So now in my current role where I sit in North America and do skincare marketing, I'm able to touch on my experiences on the global side or doing makeup or doing fragrance and and be able to inform my decisions better. And I also think just it's helped me understand my strengths and my passions. And as I grow my career, I think having many experiences in a short amount of time will help me narrow my focus um, maybe quicker than I otherwise would able to, would be able to do. I think coming from a background, you know, a, a non-business background, a non-beauty background, both my parents are in the medical field. Like this is not, it wasn't comfortable in the beginning, but now that I've been able to kind of see how a business operates from all sides, I've been able to inform my decisions and set strategies that I think are, are more successful than, than if I weren't able to have those experiences. It's so true because you can get really pigeonholed in marketing because you get used to your own tricks or you know what works at your last company and it should work at the next one and it's not always the case. So it's great to be able to, you know, like you said, come knowing that you've been able to do so many different categories 
Is there someone that, you know, in the presidential program or that has mentored you or you feel that really has um, kind of given you good career advice? Because as you said, you're early in your career. I mean, I feel like we've all gotten that like one-off thing where someone said something, you're like, that makes a lot of sense. But as you've kind of grown it, it doesn't even have to be at Estee Lauder. But have you found that kind of one piece of advice that's kind of either level set you or given you the right direction when you're feeling down? I don't know, has helped you out? I think that for me... Being at a company, I'm, I feel lucky to be at a company that is so diverse and um, also very female heavy women bosses that are and continuing to grow themselves who have kind of reached down and helped me up as well. Um, and so for that, I'm, I'm really lucky. And I think that is unfortunately a little bit unique. I don't know that many women start out in a company that is 80% women. And so that has informed a lot of my career planning, but also has helped me navigate my current situation to be able to lean on these people who have done the job and are still doing the job. And I think that has changed my perspective. And I know just in my immediate community of people that not everyone, you know, feels that way. So to answer your question, I don't know that there's one specific person that has helped me navigate, but I do feel lucky enough to have had at every, let's say, fork in the road, someone to help guide me through the decision. And I definitely credit the SA Lauder companies for giving me those. Yeah, fostering a culture. In here, I, they, do, they do prompt with, what are you most proud of? But I would always like to ask, what's a failure or mess up there that in retrospect, you're like, I'm actually glad that happened because I'm better at my job because of it. So we'll get to what are you most proud of? But was there ever a misstep in your career where looking, obviously it was like a huge source of stress at the time, but now you're like, actually, I'm, I'm way better at my job. I can handle anything now because of this misstep. I think maybe for me, it wasn't a misstep specifically, but when I had joined the Lauder team, the Estee Lauder brand, um, and doing the global product marketing for makeup, after joining about two or three months later, um, both my direct manager and the woman above her left the team for various reasons. And I very much felt ill-prepared to succeed. And I know the phrase baptism by fire is a bit of a cliche, but I felt like the learning curve was going to be insurmountable for me. Even though I had rotated through a marketing position before, it's different because when you're rotating, you have a lot of support. You're, I hate to say this, but you are almost like a glorified intern. Whereas now the buck stops with me and I'm responsible for this, you know, billion dollar business. And now I have no one to kind of guide me through. And I think at the time I, genuinely felt like I couldn't do it. And I did. And I think that is the biggest learning that I've had, you know, in my short career is that as long as you're determined to succeed, you can make it work. It's like fake it till you make it is my number one. And I think now being more comfortable both in myself, but also in my strengths and my abilities, looking back on it, I feel like that was where I showed myself that I could do it. And it's really informed my attitude now going forward. That's awesome. I mean, you kind of answered both things. Like, what are you most proud of is really, you know, 
figuring it out, knowing you can do it yourself, like you can do it. That's amazing. Uh, well, what's next for you? I mean, it's such an, we've had such an odd year and it's not quite over, but we're all, I feel like it's, we're all just trying to figure it out, but what's next for you? What are you most looking forward to? Whether it's in beauty, in your career, you know, personal life, collab. So I think for me right now, I'm just looking forward to continuing my learning. I'm still in a place where I'm trying to absorb as much information as possible from as many people as possible. Like you said, this year has been, for lack of a better word, unprecedented. And I'm definitely looking forward to a little bit more normalcy. I want to see people in the office. I sit in my apartment and stare at my computer all day and I have no one to chat to. And so I'm looking forward to obviously safely and maybe in a hybrid manner, but to seeing people again and to being in community with people, I really miss that in my professional life. I think it's it adds color to the job that you might not otherwise get. So I think I'm looking forward to that and to continuing like to grow and to see what other spaces I can conquer and and what other challenges I can take on. I am trying to both be intentional about my career, but also let the river take me a bit. So um, it's an interesting combination, but um, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Well, I was just about to ask for someone who's like entering the beauty world, what advice would you give them? I feel like you kind of just gave it to them, like have intention, but don't, don't, don't be a stick in the mud to keep your, your river analogy. Would you add anything to that for someone who wants to get into beauty or skincare? I think be curious is the best thing I could say. The beauty industry, as everyone knows, is such a proliferated space. And so it takes extra effort to stand out and be unique. And that takes creative thinking. So I think curiosity is really the biggest thing you can bring to a job like this. I was never a beauty junkie. I think that they there are misconceptions from, you know, I speak with people who are interested in joining the beauty industry as well as essay lauder companies, and they're concerned that they have a lack of knowledge about the specific product. And I just want to say that I was never into makeup growing up. I never used skincare. I used Dove soap, and that was it. It was very pathetic. So you don't have to know the product. You just have to be curious about the industry and what you can learn and what you can bring and be open to kind of just experiencing the world around you. I mean, first and foremost, we're all consumers. And so we know what we want. And so how can we bring that to others? And I think that's probably the best advice I would give. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was super fun. Of course. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, Libby. Yeah. Thanks so much. I guess till till the next time. Till the next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Collab Career Stories. Follow us on social media at Join the Collab and join us so you can tell your story.